welcome another exciting episode as always i'm michael and i'm ryan hello 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 welcome to another week of journey uh, with michael and ryan and again another conversation that we get to have that you get to be privy to again we always just create these in real time we have a bit of a theme that we move in and you just you just get to follow the path with us hear us pull the thread yeah and we've actually got an, an, an addition this week, which didn't mean to happen, but we've also got our products just sitting right next to us. We do. Sponsored <laughs> by Beta. <laughs> if you want to enhance your sleep and improve your focus, there you go. Use Beta. We'll have some, we'll have some Beta ads running when we're a lot bigger. Sometime. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll get an int- intro song first. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Well, we know what it is. We just need to find the, uh, find the lyrical version. That's it. Yeah, it's good. Brother, here we are. Mm, what are we talking about today, brother? Well, we're going through the five stages of, of just going through the five stages of how to move through a pain point, how to move through trauma, how to move through a past experience where it's potentially someone is involved, a parent, uh, you know, someone that's gone through um, and then just explaining the five stages we obviously have started our uh, rebirth practitioners teacher training course last weekend or just weekend just gone and this is something that came up mm, yeah essentially it's this the, the five stages of healing like if you put it down to that like moving through those past experiences those past tra- traumas and really just giving you a framework to understand the steps uh, that are needed because quite often people just want to jump straight into forgiveness and healing mm. um, without actually allowing themselves to go through the first few stages you know which is acknowledgement prosecution yeah you know which are really the the bigger aspects of it because that's what actually helps us and supports us to move through the emotional charge that's that's living within us and i think what people really struggle to grapple with when they first start going through this path or process is the persecution the blaming uh part of it because they feel like if they do that then they're wronging the person or they love them less and it's actually not that it's actually just honoring the shadow aspect of yourself through the whole scope that there is a part of you that potentially could hate this person or hate this activity or hate this thing and it's just voicing and helping yourself move through that um, part that's within you that you've potentially been avoiding or haven't wanted to look at so you can ultimately you know grow more room for love mm. and, and and just because there are there are nasty things that you might want to say to this person you're not having to sit in front of that person and try and say it to them it's just moving through the process with with the breath or with your voice which is a very powerful tool to say the things that you've sometimes been too afraid to say yeah that's uh that's it so let's just let's just go through each each stage yeah. and we'll just sort of break it down we'll look at our perspective on it we'll give some examples of of our own journey yep. um and then we'll uh, end up in in the where we all want to be and that's that's healing right yeah well the first one is is acknowledgement and we talk about this a lot even in our group coaching programs and just in conversations in general and in our lives and it's just bringing the awareness to exactly where you are bringing the awareness exactly where you are with this past trauma or past experience and actually just acknowledging it first really taking it off a pedestal taking it out of the shadow and acknowledging that there is something there 
there is a pain there there is a a repression there there is something that is there that is making you feel reactive or icky or heavy or whatever it may be but it's just turning your lens onto it firstly and just going yes there is something there mm-hmm. i need to look at this i need to feel this i need to work out what this is it might not even have a memory it might just be an emotion that needs to be moved through but acknowledging the feeling acknowledging the emotion acknowledging the memory in some cases and having a look at it yeah yeah that's it and and that can be such a hard first step such a challenging first step for most people to actually acknowledge what happened to them to acknowledge what what someone's done to you um, to acknowledge how someone's made you feel because there can be a lot of shame in the things that have happened to us there can be a lot of a lot of guilt um for even the things that we've done you know because we could be healing from things that happened to us or even healing from the things that we've done so like shame and guilt they're, they're such big monsters that really keep us trapped they keep us stuck they keep us confined they don't allow us to to really build solid roots um, in the journey of understanding who we are you know they, they keep us dysregulated they keep us trapped in our fight or flight response because subconsciously we're just running from something we're running from an experience we're running from an emotion um, and we're not actually allowing ourselves to sit present with what's true mm. this is one of the big reasons why i stopped drinking and all that path because i when i reflected on my life some of the biggest things i created shame for and guilt for were things i did when i was blackout or really intoxicated and and um and so early on through my healing process i had to really look at some of these things that that i had done and created shame for and and just looking at it was really really hard because you you didn't want to do it i mean a lot of people can um a lot of people can can agree like when you've woken up on a Sunday morning after having a big night out and you just start looking at your texts you've sent people and you start looking at some of the photos you might have put up online or even just some of the things that you have flashing memories of conversations with people or things that you've gone and done that you wouldn't really go and do uh, normally. Um, I mean, that's just on a, on a smaller scale, but you know that's really what we're talking about here, you know, and, and then just feeling that that shame of going oh god did i do that again or god did i ring that person or god did i say those things um and then you don't even want to look at it you want to go all right well that was that was done i'm going to now just move on and just repress that and leave it alone that's it and um, even when you have a look at like the use of drugs and alcohol that could be something that's actually just dissociating us from the experience dissociating us from the actual emotion you know keeping us um yeah just ignorant to the things that happen, you know, because it's taking us away from the experience. You know, people use um, drugs and alcohol, you know, predominantly marijuana and and like more of the stimulating drugs, MDMA, you know, cocaine, um, amphetamines, heroin to dissociate, to take us out of the body so that we actually don't have to feel the ickiness that's trapped inside of us. And that's the the beauty of with a lot of the work that we do because it's a lot about like somatic practices. It's about reconnecting with the body acknowledging the feelings and emotions that are there acknowledging that the thoughts that are that are repeating um and the patterns that you continually put yourself through um, and just you know getting comfortable sitting with it yeah and there's also 
an aspect to it too that if you are on the path of healing and growing and, and doing your own inner work or, or whatever it is, looking back at the things that you did in different times of your life, you, you aren't that person anymore. So looking at it through fresh lenses and fresh frames of who you are now um, can really create some shame because you go, God, was I that person that did that? Or what was I that person that allowed that into my life to happen to and for me? And so this is part of the process of, of the step one of actually just acknowledging, just looking and just having the courage to just look and mm. just to feel it and just go, okay, there's things there I need to now start to to chunk them out. Mm, totally. We call them skeletons in the closet for a reason, yeah. right? We've just sort of chucked them in there, let them decompose and mm. to, that gets to a point where it just starts to overflow, right? And we've got to, we've got to start looking at it. Mm. Um, so acknowledgement, that is the first step. Acknowledging what's happened to you, acknowledging things that you've done, um, and to even just process that, like there's, there's many ways of doing it. You can use things like journaling. You can use talk therapy. Um, you could even just have conversations with the people that you love, um, even just sitting in meditations or even through breath works. It'll give us an opportunity to actually acknowledge what's happened to us because it takes us into our subconscious mind where all these thoughts, feelings and emotions are repressed. Um, and, it, and it really brings it to the forefront. And um you know that that's the beauty of the breath is it's, it's going to bring forth what we're ready to deal with what we're ready to acknowledge i think that's a really good point when you start moving into breath works and different things like that what we could be afraid of is the magnitude of some things that we know are sitting within and multiple times i've had clients we go through the the talk therapy part of it before we move into the breath and some of the things that we've spoken about might not even come up from the subconscious because the subconscious is, will only throw up what you're only ready to deal with, you know. And this is why even with the, the amount of rebirth that we've done on ourselves, every now and then there's still more things that pop up because ultimately we probably weren't, we weren't ready for it in any other stage except, okay, now you can drop into this. Now you have the capacity, your nervous system is safe enough to be able to see it, to, to feel it, to move through it and, uh, and to heal from it. Totally, totally. So uh, acknowledgement, acceptance, that is the first step. Then after that, that is the beauty of the persecution. Mm. And this is often one that, that people, people miss out. They're like, they go straight from acknowledgement to forgiveness. Yeah. But how can you truly forgive someone if you don't truly condemn them for what they've done? Yeah. You know, And that's a powerful statement. That's a powerful thing because it gives you an opportunity to get things off your chest give you opportunity to speak into and voice the things that you've always wanted to say mm. um, and it's a beautiful process that we went through the, bre the in the weekend and a beautiful process that we often do with clients um, especially when it comes to like healing the mother father wound or even any any wounds um, is just creating a space for you to voice the things that you've never had the courage or the capability to say before the voice is a very powerful tool it's totally. it's, it's a very powerful somatic tool for you to be able to as you said get things off your chest that's why anxiety feels so heavy on your chest because we we lock it up and that energy and that that emotion or the energy in motion just gets stored there mm. and so multiple times when we're getting people to move through this process they go to try to say something but they actually this cannot yeah, it's, it's their shadow so crazy facing off with themselves yeah. and and you can see them wanting to but they have created such a program in themselves that mm. they just 
can't even say the words and these people are not even anywhere near them you know they're hundreds of k's away at some point you know or you know they're nowhere near to be found mm-hmm. but even just to say the voice the, the the words that sometimes i hate you or fuck you or whatever it is they just can't because they're so conditioned mm. to think that if i say that means i will love you less mm. or you will love me less yeah 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 or it's even uh the idea of i don't want to bring it up yeah you know and that's keeping people so stuck yeah you know that idea of like you have to be good that you shouldn't be persecuting um or you shouldn't say these things because it's like maybe bringing in negative energy or or all of that fucking bullshit um but the fact that you can't say something shows that you need to say something. It's conditioning. Yeah, because you think that you have, you can't because your whole life you may have not been able to voice to your parents what you need or you might, may, might not have been able to communicate how they actually treated you, you know, or even um, past relationships or, or past friendships. The things that we keep inside and don't say are making us sick. Yeah, yeah, and they're keeping us small. Hmm. And they're keeping us quiet. You know, we have a voice for a reason. And and this this goes into boundary setting and things as well. You know, if you can start to really master this, then you can actually start to set boundaries. And then what that does, that just, if people keep encroaching on the boundary, then you found boundaries that you've set, then you need to, you know, start having a look about, are, are these people, you know, prevalent to have in my life still? Mm. Because they obviously are not respecting me or the boundaries I'm setting within myself because I'm starting to use my voice now. And this can all just start from you sitting into a room and just going through the mother, father wound or or whatever it is that you want to move through. Um, And we're not saying that you have to now sit down in front of the, on the, on the table, eye to eye with that person and be like, you did this to me and you did this to me. Cause that's not what we're talking about here. You know, we're not, we're not sitting here to blame someone, to hurt them, to make you feel bigger Totally. by bringing, you know, by, by passing your hurt onto them because hurt people hurt people. That's not what we're saying here. What we're saying here is it's the process of you seeing your own conditioning to be able to expel this conditioning and face off with it. There's a lot more to the substance than actually just saying fuck you and I hate you and this and that. Mm, totally. It's, it's a, sort of the actions that come yeah. from that, you know, and it's the act of doing it that's actually healing. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Mm. And there was a... Uh, Again, always blow this away. We use this this process quite a lot. We've spoken about it on a podcast earlier on mm-hmm. uh, about we've you know the mother father wound because we all carry around shit from our parents. That's that's just what it is. We're not you know if you talk to any any good psychologist, the, you know it's like the parents, the parents. You know, like <laughs> it's, just a, it's, a, it's an easy place to start. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and the amount of people we've had that sit in front of us and go, well, I've had a perfect you know childhood and this and that and we're like 20 minutes later they're screaming fuck you mom yeah exactly (laughs) because it it, it, it's all relative you know it doesn't have to be that that your parents abused you or you know people abused you it could be you know some emotional uh some emotional conditioning that happened throughout your household over your life and Mm -hmm. Or, or you know might be just snide remarks that you that you got from your mum if you know you you yeah, as you're leaving the house or your dad or something like that you know like and it's just it's just having the courage to dig a little deeper and just taking the rose-colored glasses off um and it's, it's ultimately cutting the cord as well because when you start moving into into the parent blaming situation of this healing process 
you're seeing them as humans they're not the gods that they needed to be when you were first born and you would have died if uh if they stopped feeding you or stopped housing you or, or cared for you but we take that god mentality into our adult life and it doesn't need to happen they they're just humans and they're infallible humans just like you just like me and you think about imagine if you had a utopian life you know like your life was the garden of eden everything was just catered for you like you had no issues you know no challenges no nothing right what sort of person do you think you would be as an adult you you would be you'd be meek very be meek because you, you wouldn't have had any real life experience you no. know if if life got tough or there was challenges that you needed to face or things that you needed to voice um, you probably wouldn't have the courage or the resolve or the resilience to actually work through them you wouldn't right and so these are these are where the things that make up your personal reality which is your personality come into play you know you chose your parents for a reason you know you 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 created the karmic response of choosing to be conceived and concepted by these two people for whatever notions of of things that you need to go through and the parts of your personality that are created through the the hardships and the sufferings and all of the things that they fucked you up with you get to a stage that we're going to talk to at the end of this process where you just go ah yes thank you thank you <laughs> and that's a beautiful place to be but you have to go through these these five steps first or four steps to get to the fifth step totally totally um yeah, and it's freeing, you know. Once you can find the courage to to share the voice um, and to sort of unlock the throat, because really funny as you're going through this process, it's like you feel the heaviness in your heart and you feel the tightness in your throat, and it's like someone's stopping you from voicing these things. It's like someone's strangling you energetically. But when you can break through that and allow yourself to to have the courage to voice what needs to be said, it's like there's, there's true freedom on the other side, and your voice will. Will never be the same in oh, a positive well, way. Yeah, because you, you've built, you're building your power. Totally. You're you're reclaiming your power. You're remembering yourself. Mm. But the aspect of yourself that has to do some blaming, mm. you've got to you've got to give back their shit. Mm. You've got to give it back to them totally. because it's not yours. Yeah, it's got given to you, and you're holding on to it as an identity, as a part of yourself. And that's your choice. It's your choice. That's your choice. It's not your fault. These things happen to you, but it's your responsibility to heal them. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The the notions of victimhood versus the notions of um, of conscious persecution are two completely uh, ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going. Well, oh, they did that to me, and so I am this. It's like, no, they did that to me, so I'm going to give it back, so I can Heal. voice and heal from it and grow and and grow transmute all the good things yeah 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 and so i can get to the process where i can love you more totally that's it and that's the whole reason we go through a hurling journey so that we can love more we can love other people more we can love ourselves more you Mm. know we can accept them for the things that they've done knowing that they were moving through their own traumas they were conditioned in their own specific ways they may not have the possibility or the privilege 
to be able to have the knowledge that you now have to be able to heal you know we are in such a privileged environment compared to our parents Mm. when it comes to understanding trauma the nervous system um, the breath and the way it heals psychedelics and the the way they heals the different forms of psychology that are there now the the abundance of information that that there is you know our the generation before us didn't have that and the generation before that were in war yeah you know yeah and so if the buck's stopping with you it's a heavy burden to wear mm. but i can tell you that it is a it is a fucking ride mm. and there is glory at the end of it for yourself mm. well th- through it through it there is yeah so when you're going through the persecution you're going through the blaming it isn't because you love that person less it's because you love yourself more totally and when you can love yourself more you can allow more love in for others and things and life and this beautiful world we live in it's 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 really just doing the work you know mm. like we talk about the work the work the work that's the work it's just healing yourself to get to a place of fucking connected individuality mm, i like that connected individuality yeah i had a really good I really something really sticks in my mind with with maestro don gino after sitting with him for three days in ayahuasca uh, a few years ago we were doing a, a debrief after one of the nights and he said he goes you're special not unique mm. everyone's special everyone is special because you are fucking special when you are here but you're not unique everything that you're going through someone else is going through or gone through and you know it's the it's the ego arrogant self of the human thing i'm the only person going through this and then when you actually realize that i'm not unique but i am special there's some freedom in that knowing that everyone else is just going through the same shit totally. or everyone else is just as fucked up as i am or yeah. all of that you're not alone in this totally. at all mm-hmm. and so that uh that connected individual connected individuality is the scope where you'll get to and when you are living more individual for yourself then you're living more for others as well totally. you know you want to all these people that go and protest and all this sort of stuff and creating more separation more divide more anger if they just turned their paradigms inwards and just focused on themselves but in a in a healthy selfish way i feel that there would be huge benefits for the world mm. massive massive eh? benefits yeah because because it's taking that radical responsibility and realizing that the only world you can change is the world within you yes you know and when, if everyone was focused on changing their inner world all of the other shit would drop away yeah it would you know yeah you're you're not screaming from a place of hurt mm. you're speaking from a place, place of, of healing, healing. Mm. yes sir yeah beautiful mm. so persecution a beautiful one then we got forgiveness Oh, that's yeah. the next step yeah. on the path mm. forgiveness for yourself first mm-hmm. because you realize once you've done the persecuting then you realize that you weren't actually to be blamed i mean there's some blame in there for yourself as well mm-hmm. you know if you've put yourself and done different things but but once you can move through the persecution and you can move into some forgiveness of yourself because you realize that most of the stuff is not yours has been given to you then you can actually have that freedom and you're not just saying the words i forgive you or i forgive me 
it's actually a, a, an energetic feeling that you've moved through mm. of mm. actual forgiveness. Yeah, not, it's not words, it's a feeling. It's easy to say, I forgive you, mm. but it's hard to actually feel like you truly forgive someone for what they've done to you. Like there's a huge difference. Like the nuances are felt. Mm. You know, one is just empty and, and the, the, the latter is deep depth connection. The the words are said through a fake smile and gritted teeth. Totally, 100%. I forgive you. I forgive you. You know? But when you actually go into the depths of forgiveness for yourself and, and others and, and all of that, you the energetic shift in that is is actual forgiveness. Sometimes the words don't even need to be said. It's just even I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I was a person at this point of my existence that did these sorts of things i'm sorry to myself but here i am not i'm looking at it through fresh eyes i'm sorry and i forgive you mum and dad for i see that it was your conditioning from your parents and it goes back and back and back you know i'm sorry for and i forgive you x y and z friend or past partner or lover because i see where my involvement in this was from my own conditioning and stories and i didn't know better and ipso facto you as well and so the forgiveness becomes a whole ball of entrenchment of of it all mm -hmm. and when you're truly energetically forgiving everything that's that's where the releasing starts to happen totally 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 and it's uh yeah it's a uh, it's an interesting one because when you're thinking about all of these different um processes and the next one we go into as well it's like they, they're not really linear it's not oh, like no. you move from one to the next to the next. It's like a it, it can be a process of a little bit more forgiveness, more acknowledgement, a little bit more forgiveness, more acknowledgement, you know, more persecution, a little bit more forgiveness. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes it does happen spontaneous um, and you just feel the shift instantly and like nothing needs to be said. But uh, depending on the person, the trauma, the experience, the willingness to forgive, to let go, to persecute, the willingness to go like deep into the nitty gritty of it, you know, the state in which your nervous system feels safe enough to be able to do so, mm. you know, the state of, of where you're at um, and, and what the subconscious wants to release and feels ready to release, mm. you know, it's, it's definitely not a linear process. I know exactly this process with my mum. Mm. It took, oh, like, it was over the course of 15 years that uh, this process happened. Um, finally getting to the stages of moving through it, moving through it, of actual forgiveness, and then, ah, there it is. Mm. And, you know, now our relationship is, is strong and, mm. and bold and beautiful, mm -hmm. and, and the same thing is going for my sister um, and her as well. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got a, a longer stretch of period of not talking to each other and and holding on to this one particular thing that was going on and mm. and now they've just had their first conversation about two weeks ago yeah and that actually gives you more permission to be able to forgive more as well correct because it's not like there you you may you know even subconsciously or consciously whatever it is or even just unknowingly like this there was still that um, aspect that wasn't resolved with your sister so how mm. can you truly forgive your mum if she if that if that's still there mm. you know how can you truly build a deeper relationship if there's still like that little little bit of resentment that there's still something mm. going on with your mm. sister yep. you know and then that opens up and it just opens up even more space yeah. for you 
And this is where healing yourself can heal families. Mm. And healing yourself can heal families and can heal ancestral wounds and generational trauma. And it's, it is really a powerful process. And I am, I am in living proof of this whole journey. And A, yes, it is not linear. It has been back and forth and back and forth, especially over the last kind of five years of, of where it is. And then now I've truly cut the cord and I really saw mum. I really saw her and, and I ended up taking her through a rebirth and really understanding. I know she went through a lot of trauma like in, when she was first incepted into this world for a long time, but really understanding it. But I had to move through the layers of my shit to be able to get to the level of forgiveness, mm. you know, because there were wounded parts of me that were still so wounded and I and I held on to them because I was, it was pain. Totally. I had to look at that pain. I had yeah. to feel it. Yeah. And again, it got a little bit better and then it shot back again. There's more I had to look at and more I had to look at. And now yeah. it um, it's really is a, a beautiful spot to be in. And, and since healing that or healing through that, you know, my, you know, relationships, the way that I relate and relationships and everything, I mean, that's just getting better and growing and, and so open and authentic and um, and even the relationship with, with my sisters and, and, you know, all of that as well. It just... From those one, this one part of going through this process myself through something that's so strong is healing a lot of parts of my life. Totally. And because and it's like, man, when we look at it, a lot of things that our parents did to us or that people did to us, it's not that they did it on purpose to purposely yeah. hurt us. You know, they were just acting the best they could based on their own traumas. Mm. You know, and then this is where this is where it, it can become a little challenging. This is where, where as we say, it, it isn't linear um, because although these people did these things to you, they didn't always mean to do them to you, you know? And the way in which uh, a person relates to, to one child may not be the way another child needs to be related to, you know? So it's, it's challenging to be a parent, you mm. know? And, you, and probably one of the big things is, and the one thing that I'm going to take into, into fatherhood and parenting is knowing that no matter who I am and how I act and the way in which I show up, even with the most love and care, I'm going to fuck them up in some way, mm. you know? And all I can do is provide the tools and yep. the strategies and the techniques, um, not by force, but just through embodying them in my own journey and seeing that that's just part of life. And hey, they might get to be uh, a thirty-year-old man or woman, and they might choose to not even look at it or go down any of that path, totally. right? And you can just love them anyways. Exactly, you love them for exactly who they are. It's not about going. Well, okay, I've got all these tools. Go and do these now. It's like, well, it's still your choice. Mm. You know, you have the knowledge and the understanding of going. Well, I'm going to cut the cord as well because mm. you're going to go and be into the world at your own person and you know, you're know you going to go and live the life exactly how you want to live it. Mm. I'm always going to be here. Mm. I'm going to be your rock and I'm going to be your standpoint. And if you do want to come in and, and go through some process, well, I've had the tools for it. But if not, it's totally, totally up to you fine. and I love you just as much. For sure. Mm. Mm. So forgiveness of yourself and forgiveness of others. Um, it can be a, 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 a beautiful process to go into like lots of depth like lots of like softness um Mm. you know even just writing forgiveness letters like to the people that have persecuted you can either send them to them and just you know acknowledge what's happened you know even throughout that letter put put a little bit of the persecution and blame on it um and then ultimately get to that point of of forgiveness 
And, you know, you can either send it to that person if you think it's going to support them in their own growth and give them the opportunity to heal because it's actually giving them an opportunity to maybe voice some of the stuff they were too afraid to voice. And that's one of the beautiful things with, with my journey with me and my dad is it's like when I started to get to that place of persecution, I didn't come in with him with anger. I just like sat down with him one day and I was like, there's some things that I want to talk to you about. And that helped our relationship grow even deeper because he wanted to talk about them now but didn't have the emotional intelligence to be able to to start those conversations you know and so you never know that your healing process you have encouraged to not like persecute for the sake of persecution but to like persecute for the for the sake of growth and growing together you know if you approach it in the right way then it can be a beautiful conversation that that uh create spontaneous healing for everyone and when you're bringing awareness to things might they might not even have had awareness about any of it yeah totally right so then they get an opportunity to go well actually i want to look at that or actually no i don't mm. great both these are fine mm. but it's not your responsibility no it's not no. but you've brought the awareness and i mean you and i are very much like this if there's an awareness of something that anyone in our life needs to bring to our attention well we're all for it yes it stings and it sucks and it hurts but i'm thankful for that because it's it's helping me grow and uh and so you can put that same paradigm on the person you want to speak to or write about or write to or whatever you want it's mm. just coming from a place of love i think is probably what i'm more getting to totally. um not anger and if there is anger, you're just writing about the anger. Mm. It's not that I am angry. It's, hey, there is anger here of mm. X, Y, and Z. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Dropping the I am statements is, is, is powerful. Yeah. Or you could be angry and you could be holding the anger, mm. you know, or either or. You go, there is a part of me that is fucking angry mm. because of this. But it's not all of you. No. Just a part of you. Correct. Right. And so it's, it's, getting, it's getting comfortable with that powerful uh, energy that is anger. And then... There could potentially come some grief as well. Once you actually go through some forgiveness, you've released that that heavy burden, your light, and then the grief may flow. Mm, totally, the and sadness, the sadness, the sadness, the the, the grief, the, the the tears, the emotions, the weeping, the curling up in a little boy and just wanting <laughs> a ball and just wanting to be cuddled, right? That's it. Or the laughter. Mm. You go, we repress joy just as much as everything else. Totally. And there might be some amazing joyful memories that you haven't really remembered or you refuse to remember because the overbearing heaviness of the negative ones uh, have really taken up your consciousness and your awareness. And so there might be some beautiful moments that you're just going, oh, yeah, I remember sitting in my dad's lap, you know, when I was four and we we're watching a certain TV show and mm. it was really nice. It was just us. And, and, that's that's really that's self-soothing mm. because now you're th remembering the times where you did get hugged not just the times where you didn't and then you can self-soothe you can change your past by moving back into that energy gate ah that's what it felt like because it's not all bad not all bad it's not all bad i mean we're speaking from a privileged place here obviously you know for some people maybe it is but um but there's still glimmer moments there's still going to be glimmer moments that you still hold within you that you mm. can tap into mm. that you can bring forth that joy and that comfort and that love that we all have been craving totally totally and we all would have felt you know yeah we all would have felt at some stage in some point it's just the the trauma the heavy 
emotions are always going to be or leave a deeper wound or a bigger mark you know so that's what can hold us back mm. it's powerful powerful and then after forgiveness it's uh, walk a mile in their shoes yep empathy empathy so you've gone through the first three processes and you, you you've, you're feeling lighter you're breathing more into it and then now you're actually putting yourself into their shoes right you're going what was it that made you act that way you know and now you're starting to energetically heal them through your own healing mm. like a lot more and you're really just building empathy building empathy because now you're ready to start to see things from their lenses you're starting to understand that they were coming from a place of wound they were coming from a place of trauma and when you can really get into those shoes this is what's really helped me with my mum's relationship is really understanding once i got to that place of deep energetic forgiveness and i'm like great one of the things that came to me was i need to be the man in my mum's life that she never had and I, it was such a light bulb moment i was like that's that's totally right mm. and so it wasn't me trying to father her it was just me being a solid man you know in her life and going hey here's a safe space let's i, I really want to and it's curiosity i really want to actually get curious about what do you remember about your x y and z and and it was a really powerful conversation. We were in a car for 45 minutes and, and she started to really open and share. And that really got me onto the deep path of, like I knew some of it and I and and through my journey, I'm like, okay, well, this is why she's like this, but not to the depth of it. And so once I really understood that and then took her into a rebirth and the empathy just grew because I was like, I really understand now and I really feel it. It's like, oh shit, she's been through a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah for sure she would have been going through a lot as she was raising you guys yeah totally um and same thing with my dad as well you know like I, I've, I've really sat with that and i'm like okay why are you like ah yep like the empathy's really there and the empathy can really just it just escalates you in your own power because now you're just going if there was any point of putting them on a pedestal or still having that godlike figure you you truly cut the cord because now you're going i see you as a human <laughs> You know, you're not my parent anymore. You are a human. Mm. Thank you for fucking what you did for me. Mm. And thank you for whatever you have done for me that I've moved through because now it's put me into this position of more power for myself. And I empathize with you for what you went through. And this is why you were conditioned and you showed up in that certain way. Yeah, beautiful. It is. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful part of the process, you know, the the empathy aspect of just understanding what other people or even just acknowledging it. Um, that was something I started to notice with, with my dad as well. It's like uh, the the more I healed, the more I got open to having conversations and communicating, uh, the more I was able to like give him a like love-filled hug. Mm. That's when I actually started to realize like, shit, that's all he's ever wanted, yeah, yeah. you know? Cause it would get make him feel a little awkward, you know? He'd start to like giggle if I just held like a little too long and he'd just like giggle like a little kid would. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's, you've just wanted that your whole life, you know? Cause his dad was um, like very similar to, to my dad, you know, yep. there wasn't much acknowledgement there. Um, there wasn't a lot of like love and support there. Um, he was very, my granddad was really, really hard on, on my dad. But that's because that's the time that they grew up in, yep. you know. So it's like the, the acknowledgement really wasn't there in the 50s. 
you know you you weren't always just in a like a there was a completely different dynamic to what it is now you know? oh yeah you know my granddad went to war he got shrapnel in his leg he would have had lots of trauma even though he was really really good with us and supporting with us as he was older just like my dad is really really <laughs> supporting of us as he is older um yeah he would would have been just as hard as my dad um he would have been just as hard on my dad as my dad was on us yeah and they, used, they would have called it shell shock back then, but mm. it was just straight PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. You know, and that's coming through your genetic code. And, and since really, you know, understanding and getting to the empathy level with, with my, you know, especially my parents, um, you see a lot of your own stuff too that has been passed on. And you think, oh, that's there's it. that, <laughs> there's that. Actually, those are the parts of myself I most dislike about you and they're the most parts of myself I really fucking told myself that I would never become like you, but yet I have become like you because totally. it was the part that I really avoided sure. and it was the part of myself that I refused to look at. Totally, totally. That's like normally the biggest fight. Like, I, like there's the, normally the biggest wrestle within ourselves is actually accepting we're really, really similar to, to our parents, you know, and yeah. we've tried, what, 30 years to not be like them. Yeah. Well, it's that teenager program that you want to bring through. I'll never be like my parents. Yeah. Fuck you, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's like you don't need to carry that over. And once you just see them on a human level, you can you can love them. Hmm. And I love my dad. Just I always wanted him to be like different. You know, I was like, Dad, I wish you know. And I I actually wouldn't voice it to him. I'd be like, Dad, I wish you were like this and this and that. Like, and it's been interesting to have such a a, a big age gap um, between my brother and sister from his second marriage. Um, one's now. Um, 17 and one's 15 so you know there's like 17 years difference and um, and seeing him parent them as an adult the exact same way that he parented me but a little softer because he's a little bit older right but the same uh, emotional like cut off and cut off all the things and I'm like oh, I want to say something and then now I'm at this point where I'm like man I just love you because because whatever you did, however you parented, got me to right here. Mm. It, it, the man I am today is because of all of that. That's the divine code, and um, and so the walking in your miles shoes, uh, the walking a mile in, the, in their shoes, and getting to that empathy level, it makes me, it allows me to just love them more of exactly who they are. Because I'm not a wounded little boy who's wanting to just uh, change them for that's like. It's your choice if you want to change or not. For sure. And then ipso facto, with me being able to just be more authentically me and more love, it does shift them mm. without even having to bring anything to their forefront. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I'll, you know, like six months ago, I get a call from him. He's like, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying these cold showers every single morning. I'm like, wow, that's epic. You know, I've only been talking about these for the last, you know, seven years. <laughs> I'm like, what got you on today? He's like, oh, it was you. I said, that's amazing. And he goes, oh, I'm, I'm having some before I go to bed too. I was like, fucking, that's, that's epic. Good like, work, I love Dad. that. Well done. Well done. You know, and, and for me, it's not such a big thing, but for him, that's a huge thing in his life. Huge thing. Because that's, that's, he's such a regimented man, you know, and, and to, to change something like that in his life, to, to get a, a state change in a feeling and, and something he acknowledged me for as well because that was something I've really struggled with was um, if I if we've spoken about anything or if I've given him an idea and he'll run with it you know I could be the world's 
foremost Nobel Prize winning brain surgeon, you know. <laughs> but I've always assumed that he would know more about brain surgery than me. <laughs> you totally. know, it's like old bull and the young bull, For right? Sure. And it always frustrated me. But now I'm just like I love you for that. Mm. Like that's 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 amazing. That's it. When you know you no longer need it because you're probably given that acknowledgement to yourself. You've 100%. you've reparented that aspect of yourself. You know, as an adult, that's our responsibility is to to give ourselves what our parents couldn't give us or still can't give us. You know, yeah. instead of trying to just you know get it from them. Yeah, yeah, and and so to have a little bit of acknowledgement like that, it's like great. So that's that's where just focusing on your own journey, going through these stages and these steps and, and using all the plethora of tools that we talk about all the time changes the people in your life, but you're doing it inward on you. Mm. You're not trying to outwardly change someone. Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, do you think it actually changes them or it changes your perception of them? I think it's a, a no with a but mm. and a yes with an and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if they are shifting and adding things or seeing the world in a different way because of the way that you're showing up, then yes, that's a change. But then yes, your perception of them will obviously be changed through a different lens and a different healed paradigm. So now you're just loving them even more. And so, yeah, yeah it's, 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 a, it's a paradox, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. Good question. Mm. And then it just happens. Does. who knows when who knows what time who knows what act um who knows if you'll even notice it until you actually notice it but then all of a sudden there's just spontaneous healing there is yep all of a sudden you just see yourself at christmas dinner with all of them and you know the things that might have triggered you a bit more are triggering you a little less Hey, we're not saying you're not going to ever get mad at them and have a fucking fight and, a, and, and, and get into some conflict. That's not what we're saying here because that's the human. But, uh, but you can still love them through it. You're not going to be a wounded victim and be like, fuck you. Rah, rah, rah. you know, you're going to just be like, hey, that was dope. I'm going to now argue from love rather than from argue from pain. Mm, that's it. Mm. Yeah, arguing just because it can be enjoying to do I it. love a good argument with my dad. He's, uh, a, he's a great debater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And the same with my sister. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. I love going at it. I love challenging her. Yeah. It's great. Not that I need to. Um, it's just like, it's like, well, no. she likes to be challenged. So why would I not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's a fun dance, you know? And you can just hug at the end of it. Even mm. if they don't want to, because maybe they are feeling a little bit weird. If you're like, come here. Give me, give me, give me a big hug. It's all okay. <laughs> it's okay. We can have, we can have opposing viewpoints on things and still love each other dearly. Totally, <laughs> totally. And that, and that really is the beauty of it. Like this spontaneous healing, like it truly is spontaneous. You can't make healing happen. You can't choose when it's going to happen. Mm. Like you can take the actions to lead towards the path, or you can do the things and the the actions um, that inevitably will get there. But you can't just be like, now I'm healed. It, it'll yeah. just happen. It yeah, just happens spontaneously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then also like uh, our teacher Pauline, she, she says it really well. You know, it's like the tree of life. You know, you've pruned a couple of these branches, but then there might be a different perspective on a way of that particular experience as well that you need to look at it from a different angle, mm -hmm. you know, and you need to feel it from a different angle. So there might be that one aspect, but then maybe another branch grows and that's okay. You mm -hmm. just keep moving through the process. As you said, it's not linear. You just keep shifting and moving and, and then all of a sudden you're just finding yourself a little bit more healed. You know, it's not just, oh, I'm healed now, all done, thanks. 
because that's the day you physically die. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And so it's a beautiful journey, you know, the acknowledgement, the persecution, the forgiveness of yourself and others, the empathy, and then the healing, you know. And it's like, if you just move straight to healing, none of it would be worthwhile. You wouldn't actually learn anything. Well, I don't think you get the levels, do you? No, you, 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 there would be no depths to you because you wouldn't have actually had any experiences. Yeah, yeah, you haven't, you haven't, um, you haven't done something hard to mm. earn the healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because fucking up, it's not easy. No, not at all. Yeah, you've got to earn healing. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm, I like that. You got to earn your healing. That's a, that's a huge realization, right there, Michael. Yeah, it's yeah, huge, eh? It's like a ping. <laughs> got to earn your healing. There you go, real time. Um, yeah, yeah, you've got you've got to go through that. You can't skip it because you'll get you, you'll get nipped in the bud somehow. Totally, it'll, it'll just come back. Because you, you know, more often than not, you would just be repressing something. Yeah, you'd be yeah. you'd be you'd be cementing over a crack or placing a plaster plaster over a wound that hasn't been properly cleaned. Mm. You know, and eventually it'll come up. Eventually it'll get you. You may just pass it down to your children. You know, it may just be something ancestral, um, or it may not be your cycle round to heal that particular thing. Correct. Yeah, 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 and that's. That's a big thing to totally. to digest as well. So, so if you can't heal from something and something things keep coming up, it's not about like giving up on it. It's not about like stopping, but it's not about trying to force it, mm. you know, because it will happen spontaneously. Mm. And there might just be aspects of you that are just you. Yeah, correct. I agree. Mm. Yeah. And then it's also not being stuck in this constant healing modality too. No, it's a trap. It is a trap. It's, it's dopamine. Yeah. Yeah, because it's acknowledgement, right? Mm. And that's where you, but that's where you get some radical honesty, and you're mm. going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly in this. I'm creating this. It's like no, you, you create this so you can have a dope fucking life. So go out there and have a dope life. Mm. Whatever dope life means to you. Correct. Everyone's happiness level is different. Mm. You know, if, if it's if it's, you know, mansions on an island surrounded by you know beautiful men and women and you're doing it consciously and fucking amazingly well and you want to party every weekend and that's your happiness level then i'd fucking say go for it you know because who is anyone to tell you what your happiness level is it's not and that's where i think that a lot of healers pseudo gurus coaches you know they're trying to impart their perception of where you think you should be and so you know just just keep an eye out for that because you know and that's why you and me we're very we're very conscious about never telling anyone how to live it's just hey here's a process for you to help do some healing so you can fucking choose how you want to live mm. rather than thinking that it's what you chose mm, totally and it's like it's life is extremely objective and subjective and yeah. it's like whatever you want it to be whatever it is it, it, it truly is and, and we're not here to tell you how to do it or no. or whether or not you're meant to like it or not or you know it's we're just here to share our own voice and share our own experiences through the own healing that we've been through correct if you your know? if your happiness level is to get married live in the suburbs and you're a woman and have a baby and be a stay-at-home mum that's fucking empowering right if your happiness level is to um climb the corporate ladder in some company and work hard and and you love the safety and the mechanisms and that and that makes you happy, go for that. Mm. If your happiness level is to go live in a van and disconnect and, and cruise around and, and just kind of see the world, 
then go and do that, mm. right? But clear the muck out so you can actually get a clear idea of what it is that you want whilst moving through any pain that doesn't hold you back from experiencing the depth of the joy that can come from whatever it is that you want. Totally. It's like not not um, not having an understanding of, of what you think is making you happy when realistically it could just be a, a trauma response. Yeah. You know, or, or feeling like it's something you need to do, not something you actually want to do. Realizing maybe it's something, well, it's the the next rung on the ladder for you because that's what the people in front of you just did but we all know if something doesn't actually feel right for us for sure you know is it coming back to trying to seek validation from your parents mm. you know for for most people that's a big one you know it's a subconscious you know program because they haven't cut the cord and they haven't gone through the the five steps that we've gone through with the with the mother father wound and so there's always a a, a subtle nuance of them wanting to be validated by their parents and i'm not saying don't seek validation because it's really beautiful to be validated mm. but is it coming from an unconscious place of my dad will my mum will love me more if i make x y and z mm. or if i'm you know at some level in some company then they will like me more because that's how they raised me to be you mm. know or i need to be a doctor because you know my dad's a doctor yeah or that's mm. that's what runs in our family i need to be an academic mm. however i'm just a I really in my heart want to be an artist or I want to be a singer or a musician or whatever it is, right? Like it's just getting clear on that. So this process will help you clear out the junk to really actually see the alignment of your own life as well, right? Because that's some of the biggest core wounds and, and core programs and, and conditioning that we carry are from our upbringing and our environment that were given to us. So just clear them out, have a look. Hey, you might be on the path. If not, you better have the... Uh, have the courage of choice. Mm, totally, brother. Beautiful journey. Oh, yeah, it is. So, as always, if you want uh, a little bit more in-depth into this, and you can just reach out to me and Ryan, and we've got lots of other different processes and things we can we can help you with to, to clear it out or book in a rebirth with us. We can do it online, and, and that's the fast-track way to <laughs> really seeing what's we'll inside. Speed up what, your evolution. Definitely yeah, book in rebirth sessions. It's, <laughs> we can't say it enough it's just yeah speed up your evolution there you go right there um but yeah what a beautiful subject talking about today man mm. there's some some epic downloads as well mm. yeah i think we're, we're feeling pretty clear after the the rebirthing weekend yeah yeah you're really you're really clear. clear well if you've hung in with us again we uh we love you and um we hope you heed these words and take any part add it into your life because we're only here just to help you have a motherfucking dope life that's what it's all about baby that's it. Uh, well, until next week, if you need anything, give us a shout. Love you, everybody. Sure.